Welcome to The Green Rush, a podcast about the intersection of cannabis, the capital markets, psychedelics, and culture. On a weekly basis, hosts Ann Donahoe and Nick Opich of KCSA Strategic Communications speak with the business leaders, financial experts, cultural icons, legislators, and generally interesting people moving the cannabis and psychedelics industries forward. This week, Nick and Ann are back for a new episode with special guest Sue Taylor, co-founder and executive director of The Pharmacy, a family of retail stores in California offering premium curated adult use and medical cannabis. Sue joins us this week to guide us through her journey from being a school teacher to the cannabis industry and to discuss why she chose to build her brand with Glass House. Sue and our crew also delve into cannabis use among seniors and why this community is particularly important to her. If you're interested in learning more about Sue, her Mama Sue offerings, or the Glass House family of brands, visit the links in our show notes. Also, be sure to follow Sue the Pharmacy, the Mama Sue brand, and Glass House on top social media platforms. So sit back and enjoy our conversation with Sue Taylor of The Pharmacy. Sue Taylor, we're so happy to talk to you. I just want, I want the world to know your story. Um, I want them to hear it in your words. So um, I'm just going to start with Cannabis is your second career, but I want to know a little bit about your first. Okay, well, thank you for having me. <laughs> and uh, believe it or not, my first career was a uh, kindergarten teacher and then uh, Catholic school principal. And, um, and I knew I loved that career. I thought that, that was it because that's what I went to college for. And I was a teacher at heart. And um, when I was kindergarten teacher and then went into administration, I realized I really love teaching the kindergartners best than being in administration because the little kids, they're just so spontaneous and so loving. And uh, it was a joy being in their presence. And then when I got into administration, it was more challenging and complaining and um, uh, not so much of the educational components that I really wanted to pull, you know, go forth. But um, I enjoyed it uh, very much in helping teachers and of course the students, um, uh, bringing forth the best for our kids uh, in the educational system. And so that, you know, that part was very gratifying and reminding the teachers of who they were and, and why they were here teaching the children and why it was so important. Uh, and so I had no idea beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was going to be in the cannabis industry. <laughs> I said, oh my, I never, I never would have chosen it ever. Um, it chose you. <laughs> it did. It did. And see what, what happened was that, well, this is me from my perspective. Um, apparently I was supposed to be in this industry because 
our creator know, knew that I was a great mom. I, I love being a mother. And it used one of my kids, one of my sons to get me into the industry. Had anybody else than one of my children had come to me with this idea, it never would have happened. It never would have happened. <laughs> I believe it. Um, when my son, who I thought, quote unquote, was in drugs, because that's how I saw it at the time, <laughs> uh, when he came to me, you know, I said, oh my God, I've lost him. And so I, uh, I was living in another state, flew back home to save him from quote unquote drugs. And, um, and then to my surprise, I, I became the, the trusted face of, of cannabis. Um, and, uh, and to find out he wasn't even smoking at that time and he was on a business venture. And then when he found out it was a healing medicine, then he contacted me and um, uh, then I find myself here and active. And, and you know what, um, how I know it was the right thing to do, but not at the time. It took me about five or six years before I could really get comfortable with it, knowing that I was working in the cannabis industry because of all the stigma and everything surrounding it. But it took, it took that long because I had to be convinced. You see, I came in it to save my, my son. And the more and more I did it, and the more and more I learned, um, over a course of times and experiences with Stephen D'Angelo, uh, how much healing. And so, and how I knew it was the right way to continue was how I felt inside when I was doing the work. Mm -hmm. I felt such gratification, such uh, power. Um, and it, it really wasn't coming from me, it was coming through me if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely does. And first off, Sue, I want to thank you for being a teacher. My grandmother was a teacher and some of the most influential people in my life were teachers. And so um, just first and foremost, thank you for your role, and especially with kindergartners. I think that's such an impressionable, <laughs> like first experience. Like I still think about Miss Jackson, shout out at Monta Vista here um, in Arizona. But, um, you know, I, I, I want to continue on with the, those early days. Um, and you talked about stigma and, and, and you talked about, you know, flying across the country to, because of like your worries about your son and stuff. And so I'd love to, I'd love to hear more about like where your head was at within the, that, that environment at the time and what helped break that stigma for you to, to really understand like, Oh, this has a lot more benefits and it's not the way that it seems. Yeah. I'll that entire ex experience where my, my conception of cannabis changed was when I started working at Harborside with Stephen D'Angelo. And uh, we had, we were looking, my son and Kiki, we were, we were looking to open up a cannabis dispensary and um, we tried, we tried- daughter-in-law, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, Kiki's my daughter-in-law and Jamal is my eldest son. And uh, we we were looking to, to open it up um, and, and see how he got me because I've always wanted a healing center 
And so he says, I know how you can get that healing center you have always wanted. And so he said, be funded by cannabis dispensary. So we partnered up with Stephen D'Angelo after we couldn't do it on, on our own because we had so many obstacles. Uh, uh, people wouldn't rent to us because of our color. Um, it was just all kinds of, of, of obstacles. So we teamed up with Stephen D'Angelo who had a consulting company who would guide you in getting permits for, in the cannabis. And I, we did that for a while and then they folded. It didn't, it didn't move forward. So uh, conversely, what he did, he, he called me and he said, Sue, I want you to uh, work for me. Seniors need our help. I want you to uh, come work with me um, uh, to help seniors. And that was all he said to me. That was all he said. So I had to figure it out, right? A person scared of cannabis. Uh, how am I going to convince other people? You know, so, you know, when I'm given a job, I get it done. So I said, okay, I'm going to figure it out. So I started uh, figuring out where the administrators and educators uh, that work with seniors, where they congregated um, uh, for where they got the information. So there's a, a commissioner, there's a commission uh, that they would have a monthly meeting. They would have a monthly meeting where all the administrators of senior facilities would gather. So, and it was open to the public. So I started showing up at those meetings. And so one of my jobs with Harborside was to bring seniors to see, and I think back 17 years ago, 17 years, it was wow. only medical. Yeah, And so I would go to these meetings and uh, there's a, there was a portion in the meetings where you would, you would stand up with a mic and say who you are and why you're there, you know, two, three minutes. And so uh, I, I stood up and said, you know, my name is Sue Taylor and I work with Seniors and Medical Cannabis and I'm giving tours at Harborside Health Center because that's what it was called back then because it was only medical. Um, and talk to me at the break if you would like to visit. You had and to be the most popular person in the room. I have to imagine. I was not. Not <gasps> at first. Okay. Okay. Not, not, not at first. But after I did it so much, because you can remember the law of attraction, everything is, is energy. I wasn't vibrating that high then. And then after I got the, the hang of it, people started signing up. I, I went to those meetings monthly and then my list got, first it was like five and it got to as many as 30, 40 and 50. People wanting to come in. And then they had me come and do presentations on it. See, but I was always linked up with professionals at Harborside who were trained of what the medicine did. Kind of like what Candace uh, uh, does now. Candace is our educational component of Glasshouse Group. And so, um, so I, I, you know, I, I, I did that. And over time, Nick, to, to your question, is that those people who were going, who were coming to the dispensary would come back to me and say, and say, Miss um, Sue, Miss Sue, I'm, I'm no longer using my cane. And I'd have adult children of, uh, of aging parents say, you know, we, we couldn't find our, our mama. We found a wheelchair, but we can't find her. She's out. The cannabis <laughs> helped her, you know? And then others yeah. would say, 
say, yeah, my dad and us, we, we traveled to Europe. You know, you know, after using your medicine, you know, the, the everything's working from coming to, to that dispensary. And so over time, that's, you know, it, it began to, to, you know, I said, God, dog, this stuff is, is, is really used. I mean, God, you know, this is incredible. And so in my life's journey, I've always made a conscious decision to make the world a better place because I lived, you know, because I've lived not just to exist, but to, to be a, a, a force because I lived. And um, so I couldn't turn my back on what I was witnessing, even though I wasn't that sure about it. But what I saw, I couldn't, they, from actual people. Now I had read all kinds of information about it, but it was the actual working with people that I loved and care about. And I saw changes, not only in their physical bodies, but in their spiritual and mental bodies, you know, the whole. And so, I wanna, go yeah. ahead. No, no, please go. No, no. Well, I was gonna say, um, I, I think you're, um, you really tapped into a community um, that I've heard you say before has been largely forgotten, and that is the senior community um, when it comes to to cannabis and and you know well overall wellness. Um, and I'm just wondering what were you seeing um, at the time because I mean they that you know the 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 quote unquote senior category grew up with the war on drugs and you know, drugs are, are bad for you and they're gonna, you know, you're gonna go to jail, you're gonna get addicted, all of that stuff. This is your brain on drugs and the frying pan and all of that stuff. Um, what were, what were, what did you have to overcome um, in order to, to help this community? Like, it seems like it's more than overcoming something that it's, it's a social stigma. It's not just, oh, try this and it's gonna make you feel better. I guess, right. can you talk a little bit about what they were asking you and, and how you were able to break through? Yes. Well, the war on drugs, they weren't that um, uh, con concerned about. And uh, my opinion with, with the war on drugs as a principal, because we had um, the D.A.R.E. program, mm -hmm. you know, with the war on drugs. And the war on drugs and D.A.R.E. Pro program was a program against people of color in drugs. And that's just how I saw it because it didn't help anything or, or, or really anybody, but uh, just kept kept the black and brown people incarcerated. Uh, the seniors were mostly, mostly um, reluctant about it because of that reefer madness that, that mm -hmm. they showed to us in high school. And it was federally illegal. That was, those were the two biggest uh, obstacles uh, uh, and in the stigma surrounding it, you know, um, that that the reefer madness uh, had had, you know, we saw that in high school over and over and over again, you know, uh, people smoking cannabis and jumping out windows committing suicide. And so, you know, that just don't happen. But um, mm -hmm. unless they got something else going on. But um, but yeah, it was it was it was that it was the federally illegal um the stigma um and what were the they coming to you with 
like, you know, it, it's not like they are like, I, I want to get high, you know, and maybe they do. And that's no judgment here. What were they coming to you talking about? This seniors, most seniors, and still to this day, they would have to be almost dying to come or in so much pain, they couldn't enjoy their life because they knew they were trying. They had 15 to 25 pills that they were taking and they still weren't getting any better. So they were searching, they were looking for something to help cure the body. And, and, and most seniors, most of them are, are, you know, they go to church and they have some kind of God stuff going on. And they knew from within it wasn't working and it wasn't the way the creator wanted them to be. So, so they became seekers. Most seekers, most seekers, most seniors, they don't want to get high. They really just want to get well and live a quality of life as they age. And so they're looking and it's, it's better now um, uh, because of all the education that's, that's going, that's surrounding it. But that fear is still there amongst a lot of them, but it's beginning to change. And it's, it's because we have so much education surrounding uh, cannabis now, it's, it's really making an impact because last year, 3 million new seniors used cannabis. And so with that many seniors using cannabis, they have to have be educated about it before they just try it. Because if they get hold of the wrong, um, the wrong strand, uh, they don't know what they're using, uh, they could have a bad experience and never touch it again. And that's a lot of them too. That's another component, and is that those seniors who experienced um, cannabis, like in Woodstock, when they were having all those um, <laughs> big parties, they use it. Oh no, I I, I did that. I mean, uh, God knows what that really was. <laughs> uh, 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 I would never do that again. And yeah. I said, well, you just smoked the wrong stuff. We know what you need for your body, you know. So all that re-educating had to occur, and that's what's happening now, you know. Um, uh, uh, with the seniors and and now they're seeking a lot of them are seeking us out uh, uh, to uh, because we're the you know we're, we're a trusted company mm -hmm. and um, you know a, a lot of them are are seeking are, are looking and and so and you know you have to provide it that's why our work uh, all of us Nick and all of us who's in the cannabis industry <clears throat> must do what we can uh, for people to help to eliminate that stigma so people can at least see and get educated to see if it's really for them or not. Mm -hmm. Because it isn't for everybody. Yeah. You know, and, and, and here's another component, you guys. The pharmaceutical approach to healthcare is really not working and seniors, because we're the largest demographic, we are realizing that, mm -hmm. that taking a pill for this and taking a pill for that is just creating more and more pills because those pills have side effects. The blood pressure pill is affecting your thyroid. Your thyroid pill is affecting your heart. 
your 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 heart is expecting your liver, the, all those pills, and those pills are graduating and they're not getting any better, and they realize it. They are they are realizing it. It's not, and so they're they're searching now. They're searching now for um for for ways to to heal their body other than taking a pill and cannabis doesn't have, you know, great side effects. You know, it's, uh, and I tell them all, you know, we're not doctors. Um, and always, always, if you, before you touch any cannabis, always make your primary care physician aware that you are going to use cannabis because they need to know what medicines, and they know what, medicine, what medicines you are already taking and to see if there's any reactions that'll happen if you incorporate cannabis. They'll know how to help you. Yeah, and I think that, that that's a really important part that, that sometimes can, can be left out of the conversation. It, it is, is bring, it's okay to bring it up to your doctor. Rather have them have the information than not, right? Exactly. And see, and this is what I also tell them, because this is how I do my doctor. When I need to go to a doctor for checkup or whatever, I said, look, I tell my doctor, first off, I use cannabis. You know, I use cannabis. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm going to incorporate it in my lifestyle for whatever reason. I don't care whether he agrees with it or not. I'm just giving him information mm -hmm. because I am, I am the ruler of my body, me and my creator. Not the doctor, I use them as a tool. They're very important because they know. And my personal doctor that I had back in the Bay Area, she told me straight up. She said, Miss Taylor, she said, to be honest with you, they didn't teach us. The only thing they taught us in medical school really is how to push pills. Mm. It's, it's the pharmaceutical approach. That's mm. all that's all they taught us. So really that's all we know. And 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 most of the doctors, this is this is what I'm hearing from, from um most of the customers that we had. They said, my doc, I said, why did you come to cannabis? Now they say, because my doctor told me maybe I should try cannabis because this is not working, but don't tell them, I, I'm not, don't tell them I recommended it to you, but I, I think you should seek it out because those doctors love and care about their patients. And they, and if they see where cannabis can help, they, they, they'll send them to it, but they want to be a, they, they don't want to be affiliated with it. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. And look, you guys, I have to make this, this statement. Pharmaceuticals, are good for those people who need it, you see? But they were made for temporary use. Now, some people need those drugs to stay alive. So thank you to the doctors and, and thank you for those drugs that they give them to keep them alive. If you're in an accident, don't give me no cannabis to keep me under anesthesia. Give me some of that other stuff so I can stay asleep for eight hours or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? But the where, where we've misused it, uh, ten years later we steal on some of them drugs, 
to heal our body. And that's where the discord come in. Right. But you use them for as long as you need to. Now, if you need them for to stay alive, you continue those. But I'm talking about to manage health. We use pharmaceuticals to manage our health, and and that's that's not okay uh, because it our, our our organs don't 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 metabolize that stuff well because of the side effects. But the cannabis, when you're using cannabis, we don't have those side effects, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't um, affect the endocannabinoids in, in our in our bodies. The endocannabinoids that the cannabis have just teams up with our endocannabinoids and cause healing in the body, and uh, and and it's wellness. You see, and so that's what we're getting back to. We have to get back. To how to how to be well, right, right. How to how to live a joyous life, right. And and I think that I, I want to go back to to your journey because um, where we left off, you're an ambassador for Harborside. You're you're helping introduce um, the senior class to to cannabis. How does that then transition you to um, you know the pharmacy? Um, working with Glasshouse and the Mama Sue uh, branding. Tell us about how all that started to come together. Pharmacy spelled with an F. Right, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, say it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just want to make sure we're talking about the right pharmacy, yeah. which is a dispensary spelled with an F. Sorry, go yeah. ahead, Nick. <laughs> pharmacy that starts with, with an F. Um, and so you want to know how, how, yeah, yeah. from, from being an ambassador for, for Harborside, um, with them into where you've got your own brand now, and now you're working with, with the, with the folks at Glasshouse too. Yes. Well, I, I told you for years, we, we've been trying to do this on our own, Jamal, Kiki and myself. And, uh, it just wasn't happening. We'd had two other, uh, investors that didn't work out. They were fine for the time, but it didn't work out. And then uh, we teamed up with, we chose Glasshouse. And we chose Glasshouse, number one, because he said that he would, I I wanted my own products. And those products were, um, I wanted pictures first, what seniors wanted specifically, can't sleep and pain. So he says, we could make that happen. So, so that was a plus. Um, and then he said, uh, he just wanted me. He just wanted Mama Sue to promote that. He didn't want the dispensary. And so my son Jamal said, no, it has to be the whole package. You know, and then once we, we kept talking and found out all the wonderful things that, that they were doing, uh, they were the only group that was aligned with our mission of what, what, how we saw it, um, the health and wellness com- component and uh, um, the community, working with the community. He did that. Um, uh, making, I, I just have to tell you a quick story. One, the one that, that just, just took them and really made a, a believer that they were the ones, uh, uh, Kyle and Graham had, told us a story that when they were doing uh, growing, they tried to donate to the schools, right? But they wouldn't take their money. They said, no, it's, can- it's, uh, it's drug money. They wouldn't take it. So 
they figured out a way. So because they make, they also still make uh, grow tomatoes uh, at our yeah. <laughs> farm, at our, at our farm, because they want to keep the, they want to keep the farmers active, and they didn't want to interrupt that. So they, they took those t- tomatoes and they made hot sauce, and put it in jars. And uh, they started selling them at the farmer's market and they, they used that money. So they took that. So, that is you know, hysterical. the, the, the proceeds <laughs> from that tomato sauce, uh, hot sauce, um, that's, so they look for other ways and they continue to do that when, when they have an obstacle. They, they continue, Glasshouse continues to look to ways to help to benefit the world, uh, uh, like our veterans. We have a veterans program. They're another group that's forgotten. They make sure that we have um, a free medicine and low, low costs uh, for our veterans. They're highly regarded in our company. Uh, people who can't afford the medicines. Uh, we have uh, programs that where they could have access to it. Um, people of color um, uh, who have been incarcerated for minor cannabis uh, um, uh, offenses. Uh, we are adamant. We are the forerunners of uh, of uh, making sure Kyle sits on the board of uh, of the Weldon Project, um, as as well as we uh, employ people who are released from prison and we train them for those who, who want it. I mean, it, it, it's just an array of, uh, of things that people don't know about, about Glasshouse and our, our founder, Kyle Kazan, um, on ways that he's always looking for opportunities uh, to help, to help the world in, 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 in different ways. And so, and, and that's what we're about, you know, we, you know, I wanted a wellness center, and um, it's just been an amazing journey for me. And Anne and Nick, I didn't plan it. I, but I am having the most joyous everyday living of my life doing this work every day. Every day is just so joyous. Sitting here talking with you guys about it, when I go and speak at the senior facilities, um, it just brings me so much gratification and joy. Um, uh, and it keeps me alive. Um, um, it's just, it's just been amazing. Um, my life has been a journey of unfolding. And how I know when I should do something is how I feel inside when I'm approached with it. And when I contemplate it in, inside, I go within for guidance. And um, it hasn't steered me wrong yet. I love that. You know, you've been um, talking to, you know, this this population, this these kind of forgotten populations for 17 years now. Um, does anything still does anything surprise you about the the seniors you talk to today versus the seniors you talk to 15, 16, 17 years ago? Yeah, the seniors are more open today mm-hmm. uh, than uh, 
a lot of them wouldn't even let wouldn't even let, let me in. Um, uh, uh, I can remember early on, I did somebody asked me to come and speak, and uh, and uh, I've been doing okay with with the speaking back then. Uh, but I and I remember this because I was devastated. I was speaking to a group, couldn't it, about twenty of them, and this man stood up. And he said, how dare you? And you're supposed to be a, a minister? How dare you promote these drugs? He just attacked me. And the person who invited me to speak got on him about it. But I, I never forgot it. I, you know, I, ne I never forgot yeah. it. But um, that was then. And now... Um, People are more open because they hear and they see some of their friends and they and they see um, uh, the healing components that's happening to people that they know that's using it. And usually it's word of mouth, them telling each other, well, I, I, I tried it and it's working for me things like that. People are beginning to educate themselves and with technology, they can Google things as well. And so the people are more open to it now, but the only thing that's holding them back is it's federally illegal. And one thing for sure about my generation is that we don't break rules. We mm -hmm. do not. We, we, we pay our bills on time and, uh, we don't break the rules. We we follow parking rules. <laughs> we, we, we don't we don't make U turns in the middle of the street, and we don't drive backwards on the freeway. I was with my goddaughter. She went drove backwards. I swear on the freeway because <laughs> she missed an exit. But look 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 look. Oh what no! Was they closed the freeway down, and we had a meeting, and so she just backed up to the nearest entrance. And I, I would have never, I would have stayed there. But anyway, oh Lord have mercy, I never forget that. But but anyway, I don't even know why I took, where where that story came from. But I never would have did that being a senior. We're pretty much substantial rule keepers, and we want what's good. Mm -hmm. Are there for for the seniors that you work with? Are there any specific products that? Um, you find them them looking for when it comes to maybe that first introduction or what ends up being something that they they're they're feeling most comfortable with and how have you um, brought that into the Mama Sue line of products? Well, uh, one uh, the men I find they don't mind smoking it, mm -hmm. but for uh, overall uh, the tenters because it's it's not like something that you smoke. They, they, they don't want the smoking part yet, a lot of them. Some some do now, some do, which is fine. But the tinctures and the gummies are, are what mm. they mostly go to because it's easy and it's it's uh, kind of discreet. Uh, and that's why I, I made up the Mama, too, the Mama Sue uh, tinctures is because it's, it's more, it's, it's easy to use and you can microdose it because you know, and uh, you just put it under the tongue and it's, it's, it's fast acting. And so, um, and then the gummies and see if, and, if, and what's unique about it, you guys, if mama's food don't work for you, 
We have an array of all kinds. You see, yes, Mama Sue is the best product. I mean, it's great and it's made with love. All, all that Mama Sue love energy, all of that, you know, low T8, you know, low THC, high CBD, high CBN, full spectrum, all that good stuff, all that love. But if that doesn't work for you, try something else. Try, try the gummies. Mm -hmm. just, just, I just want you healthy and well. Mm -hmm. So you could get be the wisdom keepers and the and the 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 respect and dignity that these seniors deserve. And we need them, you guys. We need the seniors. Okay, you know my thing. Who's gonna save the world? Energy of young people, wisdom of the elders, creating better families, better communities, better governments, resulting in a better world. Is that combination in the corporate office? I'm probably the oldest person here. I think I am working with all these young people. I'm working with Olga and, and the marketing team. Um, I need them. They help me in so many with their quick thinking. Uh, they have great ideas. They keep me motivated and thinking. Um, and then I, I drop wisdom on them every chance. And when uh, when when Olga and the media team came, they I, I'm telling they were doing a, a scene with me using Mama Sue as with my night ritual. It was during the day, but we we reenacted that. And Olga and Desiree, they sat at the side of my bed and we just talked with some like of that wisdom, like if their grandmother wasn't there, but their grandmother was there through me. Oh, I you love see, their that. elders were there through me. You see? And it was, uh, and I could tell um, how much they they enjoyed it because. You know, they could have long been gone, but they just sat there like like students, you know? And uh, it's that wisdom that all the grandmothers, all the mothers, the aunts and the uncles, they, it's, it's them, they are wisdom keepers. And the world needs that wisdom and that, that kind of gentle love. And that uh, even in the business world, because we've been there. We've been there. And so, and see, we're not we're not the kinds to be put away somewhere. You know, have you guys seen that documentary on Netflix called uh, Live to be a Hundred? No. It's on Netflix and and it's, they show people in different countries and they have uh, a, a group, Seven Day Adventists that live here in the United States, but it's the lifestyle. It's that these yeah. people all incorporate into the community. They're not pushed away. And those people in different countries, they don't have uh, like what they call old folks homes, you know? No, it should be interaction between young people, the full spectrum from, from babies to 90, 100 year olds, you know, the four and five and six year old, everybody in a community. And what kept those people alive was the, was the community, not pushing them away, everybody interacting together. That's what's gonna save the world. Not just just put us away in where there's just seniors, you know, because we need yeah. that interaction to keep us sharp, you know, to, to keep my mind say, well, let me think about that. Mm -hmm. You know, things of that nature. 
Mm-hmm. And then for and then for, for the younger people, they say, well, let me think about that. And then they ask us, they ask us questions, you know, um, about, about 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 even about relationships. And see, and it's and it's all in how you um you approach something. And that this just comes with wisdom. You can't read a lot of it in books, but I'll give you an for instance. Uh in dealing with my own sons. And when I see a change or something that's kind of out of order or, or, or something um, that I want to address, I don't address it in the moment that I'm angered, if that makes sense. Yep. I recognize it and I'll say in my head, well, that pisses me off. <laughs> but but I, don't, I don't address it. I wait. And I say, okay, what's the best way to handle this? So I wait until my vibrations are high and in a loving moment. And then I'll say, son, can I, can I talk to you about something? Yeah, uh, yes, mom, I say, it's now a good time. Because you got to make sure he's in a receptive mode. Mm-hmm. It's now a good time. And I say, son, you know what? Um, the way you spoke to me the other day really bothered me. And uh, it, was, it was not what you said, because your information was good for me. I needed to know that. I say, because I'm going to look into that because I could see that as one of my character defects. But what I want to address is the tone in which you brought that message to me. The tone is not acceptable to me. And if you want me to be receptive to something that I upset you about, then you're going to have to come at me in a different perspective. Does that make sense? Like that. If you want real change to come, you have to pick the time, you don't do it in the moment that you're angry. You pick a time, you go within, Mm -hmm. and you figure out the results that you want. If you want real results, you pick your time how you you address it. Mm -hmm. You, 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 You back off. You know, you I feel off. like the the secret that I wish all men, no offense, Nick, would know is like fifty percent of bickering can be alleviated without the tone, without the attitude, without the you know. I agree. <laughs> Just don't roll your eyes at me, Nicholas. Exactly. <laughs> Where's Quinn? Get Quinn uh, here. Yeah, yeah. She'll, she'll, I'm gonna tell Quinn she'll skip this one. <laughs> I hear what you said. Take the attitude out of it. So yeah, um, I I totally agree with that. So my next question for you is what's next for Mama Sue? Either okay. Mama Sue, the the beautiful entity we see here, or Mama Sue brand, however you want to answer that question. Okay. I want you to come back at that question. I'm gonna address one of the questions that you had that 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 you had brought up early from the notes that you had sent me. I want to address that because it's very important. It's about seniors. One of the questions was, I think you said, what's the most misconception mm. um, that seniors have? It was something to that effect. Mm-hmm. But th- this is what most people don't know about seniors. And it's, it's, it's a devastating one. Most seniors think that retirement 
is going to be a piece of heaven. Oh, I can't wait till I retire. I can't wait till I retire. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. I'm going to just not come to this job. Da, 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 da. But it's the biggest, most people, seniors who retire from jobs, and most of us had jobs, not that using our creative energy was to make a living. So we went for the doctors, the lawyers, the school teachers, the, the, those kinds of jobs, whatever it was. So we retire from that. But if, we, if you love what you do, you probably never retire. But they retire, but most of them from three to five years, if they don't have a plan of what they're gonna do after they retire, they die within three to five years because they have no purpose to live. If you don't have a purpose for getting up, you choose to die. Most seniors are just waiting to die. And that they fear in two things. Think about it, you're getting older. They think about, I'm gonna be dead soon, you know. You know, I'm useless. The world is letting me know I'm useless. They're pushing me aside. They're the, we're the last ones they wait on in the grocery stores and the department stores. Uh, people don't give up their seats when they, we're riding on public transit or, or somewhere to elders. They don't respect elders in this country. Most people, not all. But they're more respected in other countries. They're reverend. And so... Seniors become sick because a lot of times the body reacts to how the mind is. That sickness comes, you develop a sickness in your body because the cells know when you're not happy. Seniors are not, most of them are not happy because once they retire, they, 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 that job that they once had, I don't care how much they hated it, gave them a reason to get up gave them a reason for living. At least they were helpful because they, at least they were bringing money in. Now they're just holding on to their retirement, living in that box, um, uh, not doing a whole lot of things uh, because their money is being watched because they, they want to make sure they have enough for when they die because they don't want to be a burden on anybody. None of us want to be a, a burden. A lot of them just wish they would just die and go away. And so I'm here to change that. I'm here to, I'm not here to change it. I'm here to enlighten for those who, who, who want to live a better life as they age. You know, for some of us, uh, you know, you, you, you study people living well as they age, not, not how we depict it on TV. When you turn the TV on, uh, uh, because we're the largest population, um, they market to us, you know, more medicines. Um, uh, we're depicted uh, with canes and breathing machines and walking machines and and old and decrepit and, and, and not being of value to society. That's how we portray that. And so that's the biggest unspoken word, uh, conscious thing that's happening with most seniors with most seniors. Now there, there's a, a group uh, uh, that, that if, if, if they're super wealthy, 
They just worry about getting old and dying. And, um, you know, and for what I know that um, it's just, you don't have to worry about that because my belief in, the, in my teachings that I study is that the physical body dies, but our consciousness and our spirit does not. It just, we just return into pure positive energy. Mm -hmm. We just emerge right back into pure positive energy, you know, where we become, you know, just light, just light. And, and so seniors need to have something to look forward to. Um, joy. So I, I look for joy, the joy in each day. Mm -hmm. um, I look for the good. I, you know, I, I seek out the good. I, I, I seek out what's going well. And then I do affirmations, you know, just, 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 just fun affirmation. And look, you guys, I don't want to portray that, that uh, nothing bad ever happens to me or I've had it this easy all the time because I haven't. I haven't. I had the same struggles and, um, and uh, they deemed me permanently disabled in 2004. And I was on all those pharmaceutical drugs. I had back brace, knee brace, and a cane. You know, I have a handicap placard to this day because I was deemed that. But I went through years, this was before the cannabis industry when I was a principal. I, had, I went through years of all that pain, all those pharmaceutical drugs. And um, over time, over time, uh, I started learning about uh, how the laws in the universe and I created worked. And I said, I know this is not how I'm deemed to be. So I started seeking uh, meditation, spirituality, um, making myself whole again, connecting with my higher self because each and everybody have a higher self within them. And that's where your knowledge comes from. That's what you tap into. I don't care what age you are, you tap into that. And that's why we came. And that's why I'm working with all you, I love working with all you young people because you guys haven't been on this earth that long and y'all get it quick, just like that. Where it take us a little bit longer to get it. But you guys have to tap into that. And that's what I see you young people doing. You're not necessarily just tapping into getting to a job to make a living. You're tapping into your creative talents that God gave you, that your creator gave to you, and you're making your money through that source because you're happier when you're doing that kind of work. Like I say to the people, in the, the dedicated people in the cannabis industry, we didn't go in it for the money. You know, we went into it because we knew we could provide a service mm -hmm. and the money comes because of it, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really want to thank you for, for the wisdom you just shared there and, and, and all the energy with it. I think, um, you know, I very much appreciate just the enthusiasm for life and, and, and the care that you have for, for your community and, and the larger cannabis community overall. Um, sometimes, like, I feel like our, our conversations can on this podcast can become very business focused and kind of stay within that realm, but there is very much that, that spirit to all of this, um, that, that sometimes can be missed. And I really appreciate 
you know, everything you're saying, Sue, and bringing that into the into this conversation. And I, w- I want to bring it back to, to, to Anne's last question um, that you had, like, what, what has you most excited about what's next, both for, for Mama Sue and, and just for the, the industry as a whole? For one, for, for Mama Sue, I'm, I'm, I'm so looking forward to bringing more products under the Mama Sue brand. Um, 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 more, I'm, 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 we are gonna, I'm, we are gonna have a new pincher coming in real soon. Um, Breaking news here. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I hope I can say that. <laughs> and, and, and Sue, where, where are your products available? Also, yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, they're all in the 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 pharmacy, uh, the pottery, uh, the the pottery in Los Angeles. We have two pharmacies in Santa Barbara. Uh, we have Pharmacy Santa Ana, uh, Pharmacy Berkeley, Santa Barbara, Ala Vista, and oh, and Santa Ynez. We mm-hmm. have those now, and we have two natural healing centers. Gotcha. Oh, we got that all in the. <laughs> wow, she says we have four. Thanks, well, they, Olga. New. These are new. Okay. And so we'll we'll include those in the show notes for sure. Oh, thank you. And then if you need a, a verification exactly, uh Olga can help with that. And and see in my 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 next big chapter in my life is that I wanna I'm gonna have a uh Sue Taylor wellness facility. And it's and it, this was also your questions were excellent because they helped me bring all this forth. The the and see that's why I came into the cannabis industry in the first place. When my son said, "I know how you can have that wellness city you always wanted," okay, so that's why I went. And so the 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 Sue Taylor Wellness Facility across the United States because. How wellness is, is it, your your questions asked, uh, what do you see? How do you see that for wellness? How do you see cannabis as wellness? You see, you, it's total well-being. My facility will have acupuncture, chiropractor, yoga, Reiki, and cannabis. Meditation, all of that. You have to deal and with the total body. You just can't address one aspect of it. If you want all this loving energy, this fun, this joyous life uh, of ups and downs, but you don't go so low as you normally did. I rarely get low because I know how to bring myself back up. Mm-hmm. I, I fall and crawl sometimes, but it don't take long because I have tools in place. Okay, look, I went to the my back. I hurt my back at the gym. I went to my chiropractor. He adjusted me. I'm, I'm fine. I go to acupuncture. You look for ways to heal your body other than taking a pill. You see? And that's what, instead of having all the Kaisers and all the, the stuff that just doing all that, focus on health and wellness, the total body, and don't eliminate cannabis. 
body, mind, and spirit. Look for natural ways to heal the body, the body temple. And your body will let you know. You got to be one with your body. Your body will let you know what it likes and what it doesn't. If you eat a food or drink something and you start to cough or a sneeze, that's the indicator. Or your throat feels funny or your stomach feels funny. Be in tune. And how you become one with the body, you meditate. 10 or 15 minutes, that's all you need. And when you meditate, you, you, you just having that creative energy into the vibrational energy. And that's that knowingness that I told you that's inside of you, that mm -hmm. higher self, you're in tune with that. And you'll be guided every time. You go within for guidance, nowhere else. All you need to know is always given to you. That's how you become the person you were created to be. I love that. Uh, thank you so much. I mean, this has been true joy <laughs> um, in the podcast form. So I, you know, we want to have you back. I can't wait for these uh, Mama Sue Wellness Centers. Um, I think it's it's so needed. Um, and I can't wait to see what's what you're going to do next. So thank you so much for the work you do. Um, thank you so much for, um, you know, putting this all forth into the world. We We all appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me and for the opportunity to, to share the wisdom that I have been given. Um, and it only, it only comes from, from me what I allow to flow through me, if that makes sense. You see, it's not just yes. Mama Sue. It's that energy flowing through me. But I, I try as much as I can to keep myself lifted in that higher consciousness so I can receive the messages to send to you or when people say, can you come and talk about this? I, 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 stay, I try to stay in vibrational alignment so I can deliver the message. And that's why I don't do, I'm not good with notes are people telling me what to say because I listen to the guys that from within of what comes out of my mouth, if that makes sense. And I, and I absolutely beyond refreshing <laughs> and, and, um, and, and, and know this. Uh, and when, uh, when I finished these like uh, real powerful, this was a powerful interview. Thank you for bringing it out. And a lot of it stemmed from your questions. Uh, I'll have to go now. I go by the ocean or by my favorite tree that's over 500 years old and lay beside it because I have to replenish my energy because I give it all when I give it to y'all. And uh, one question, but it didn't come up, but we'll address it at another interview. Ask me why seniors, why I why why seniors is so dear to my heart there's an added component i mean answer it now why why <laughs> are they dear to your heart well of course because i'm a senior but the driving the the thing that that's in the back of my head 
that uh, I don't speak about very often because I can't say it without crying. And, but I'm getting better at it because I've said it now three times. But um, I had a childhood uh, friend. Her name was Sonia. Um, been known her like since seventh grade. And, uh, you know, we jumped rope together. We played hula hoops. We shared boyfriends, you know, when, when we were in sixth grade and seventh grade. Yeah, he's my boyfriend. They didn't know they was our boyfriends, but we just claimed them. <laughs> but anyway, um, um, she was the maid, my maid of honor. I was her maid of honor. And the short of the story is I was living in Atlanta and uh, she was sick. Uh, she had pancreatic cancer. And I would fly home and she'd have operations. And this last time I flew home, uh, to see her. And when I walked into the room, it was around Christmas time, I saw her hooked up to every apparatus where they could find in her uh, just needles and tubes. And, and but she was still coherent. And I said, Sonia, I said, oh my God, I said, whatever they're doing, it just doesn't look like it was working. You know, I said, it, it doesn't seem. And so, and I was newly into the cannabis industry. New, I was, remember all that fear I told you about? Mm -hmm. uh, all of that. And so I said, I said, Sonia, I said, maybe you should try cannabis, you know? And she said, ooh, no. No, she, she was in her 60s, right? She said, no, I don't want those drugs in my body. But she had a morphine drip. Yeah. Well, wherever she wanted, she would just take her thumb and drip that morphine. And so, now this was a girl that when we were in college and she was smoking weed. You see, I didn't, I didn't know she was smoking weed, they hid it from me. But, but that's her, that was her perspective of, of cannabis. I don't want those drugs, but morphine wasn't. Right. But I, I, I wish to this day I had the knowledge about cannabis as I do now because I could have approached it the way I just told you how I approached my son and her dealing with it and me giving enough information about what the cannabis does and does not do to her. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have that knowledge at the time. And so in her honor, in her honor, every senior will benefit because of her. And when I gave my last presentation, I said to the group, I said, I don't have her anymore, but I have all of you. And I meant that. I have, I don't have to know them. I don't care who they are. They just living, living wonderful people who deserve love and respect. There's the someone day else's Sonia, right? Huh? There's someone else's Sonia. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Well, I that is so powerful. And thank you so much for being so vulnerable and and sharing. And I'm I'm glad we asked you that question, but I'm I'm so sorry that we made you cry. 
Um, so, oh, no, so, those are this, so I wish for you to go to the beach and go <laughs> take a cup of tea or whatever you need to take and go sit because I really do feel like you've given us so much today over this last hour. So thank you so much. We appreciate the work you do and we, we just can't wait to see what's next for you. Yeah. And, and one thing too, uh, Nick and Ann and Olga and the rest of my team, I'm just gonna pass the baton on to you guys <laughs> to to, to, um, to follow who you really are and be true to who you are and who you came here to be. Again, a huge thanks to Sue Taylor, co-founder and executive director of Pharmacy Berkeley and the Mama Sue uh, brand. Make sure you check out all of uh, her stuff at pharmacyshop.com. That's pharmacy with an F and mamasuewellness.com. As always, thanks for listening to The Green Rush. If you want to chat with Ann Lewis or I, you can find us on X, formerly Twitter, at the handle at the underscore Green Rush or on Instagram at the Green Rush underscore podcast. You can drop us an email at greenrush at kcsa.com. We love hearing your feedback, guest ideas, topics you want us to cover, or anything that you think is just interesting that we should know. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to The Green Rush in your favorite podcatcher. That's one take, Shay. One take. <laughs>